Generation Z is truly unlike any other generation before them. So if you're struggling to connect with these young adults on your team, you are far from alone. I've struggled to motivate Generation Z myself, but what I've discovered is that it is on us as leaders to understand them, relate to them, and inspire them to work harder and help our businesses succeed. On this episode of Bootstrappers, we're going to learn how to motivate the Generation Z members of our teams so that we can get the results we want as business leaders. Welcome to Bootstrappers. I'm your host, Gwen Aspen, with my spouse, Jeremy Aspen. <laughs> I just know you're going to do something Stupid. weird right there. <laughs> and today we're talking about uh, how to motivate Gen Z, which honestly I think is like the hottest topic at every convention I've been to in the last 18 months. So let's do it. Yeah. Okay. So Gen Z, our job as managers is to manage the people who are there. And Gen Z is a new, the new people in the workforce. There's anyone who's 26 and younger. Okay. All right. But I do. So to make this evergreen, people born between uh, 1997 and in the 2000s. Okay. Thank you for that. Yeah. And Gen Z and millennials, I, I think that those are kind of like, okay, 26, but I would say it's up to 30. Some have this kind of mindset. But anyway, so here's my personal, I'm going to tell you my personal failures with Gen Z. (laughs) So I've hired like a lot of Gen Z people last year and it ended in a dumpster fire going down a river and then at the very end, running into a gas tank, a dirty bomb at the end of (laughs) It was really bad, you guys. It was so bad. And I thought that they would be amazing because they were college athletes and we pay really well. And we're like, oh, there's no, uh, and this is all US employees, by the way. Um, You know, you all want flexibility. I'll give you the world and flexibility. And I gave them all the things that I thought they wanted. And all the things that you wanted when you were their age. Well, no, I mean, I read about this. Like oh, yeah, I was, yeah. was told everybody wants flexibility. So, okay, be flexible, whatever. But I was very clear about what the rules were, what the job was, ended in that dumpster fire, dirty bomb at that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so at any rate, um, this has been like a personal thing for me because I was complaining about it and I sounded like an old lady and like, like my parents, you know, complaining about us kids. And I didn't like that about myself. I thought, okay, we have to figure out how to motivate these people. They're young. It's on me as a manager, right? Um, And so I've done a little bit of a deep dive on what Gen Z wants. And so I thought if other people are struggling like I am, maybe we can talk about it. Yeah. To the extent that, I mean, there's a yeah, to the extent it's not everybody. I mean, you have to take every person yeah. and treat them the way that they operate best. But if we're generalizing, and we are <laughs> to a huge degree, there are some things that you can do to uh, that are that that. Well, you'll see. So, for instance, I was talking to a Gen Zer. I just went to Africa, which is crazy. But um, for entrepreneurs organization, I'm on the board, and so they wanted to train me in Africa, and I'm like, okay. So someone on on the trip brought their plus one was their child who just graduated, well, no, 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 I guess he's like two years into college, and I asked him, what does your generation want in work? And he said, money, and I was like, mm, who wants money? Like, the, we were always taught, like, no one takes a job for money, remember that? Oh, yeah. And I still think there's something to that, but um, when I, did the deep dive in the research, guess what? 
They want money. Gen Z wants money. <laughs> that makes it a lot easier, so, actually. And you know what it is? They have so much debt. Like, uh, because college is literally so much more expensive that they really do need the money. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. So uh, so they want money and it's confusing because we think of millennials and Gen Z kind of the same thing, but they're not. So I guess millennials were the ones who wanted work to be fun. The ping pong, yeah, or the like, WeWork generation, right? The WeWork generation, the people who wanted ping pong and like a keg at work, you know, that kind of stuff. And they wanted to work hard, play hard. A beer bong at noon, <laughs> those, those people. I always wondered, the managers who allowed that, like how do you get anything done? Like well, I, I think, don't have time to play ping pong in the middle of the day. Yeah, it was- I a, never got that. It was but. that creativity thing, like you need to give your brain a break, but. So um, the Gen Z apparently, they're more insecure about money because they grew up with during the Great Recession and big debt. You know, lots of they haven't had a very easy go. <laughs> they come at it. Um, so apparently, they kind of have unrealistic expectations about how mm -hmm. much money they can make. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're struggling with them, you guys, is because since they have so much debt, they think that they're worth a lot more than they are. And so it's our jobs as managers to kind of set the expectations with reality. So on average, students who graduate with four years, four-year degrees or graduate degrees will earn about 23% less than they expect to right after 23 college. 23% less than they expect, okay. So Is that because colleges are giving them high expectations? Maybe. Maybe. They're paying all that money. They're like, no, 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 this $400,000 of debt, I mean, you're definitely gonna make way more money underwater BB stacking. Maybe. That's actually a super good point. Right. So we have to really do a sales job on Gen Z on money. But apparently, once we get the salary expectations in line, they understand that they're gonna have to work. So apparently, they're really hard workers. Oh. I don't know. Uh, that's what the research shows. Provided they're motivated correctly. Yeah. So we're supposed to encourage work-life balance and innovation and lead by example. Okay, so these people have grown up in a place, in a world where every person of authority has let them down. Like, how's that? <laughs> like governments, like <laughs> health organizations. I mean, they just feel like anyone in a position of authority is probably lying to them. Oh. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Because they're also the generation that was uh, victims of helicopter parenting. You know, they didn't have the freedom to go about and do things. They were stuck to their computers and, you know, playing video games and learning, uh, having sex uh, without people. You know, I mean, that was kind of, that's, <laughs> it's a totally different world. I don't world. want to think about Gen that's Z as the, employees. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> you can go down that <laughs> road yourself. But the thing is they can smell inauthentic in authenticity and they also really want to uh, work for a company with values. So I was actually talking to another business owner about this. I'm like, Gen Z, are you struggling? And he said he wasn't struggling and he said he has changed his whole uh, recruiting process where they talk about the values in the job description, in the interview, and he harps on the business values every day and twice on Sunday. And he says that it's made all the difference with his Gen Z workforce. Which it falls in line with our mission too, kind of, well, directly. Like that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to make uh, you know employees' lives and 
uh, in our case, Latin America, better operating in the constraints of a free market, obviously. So we can't mm -hmm. just do every, you can't just give money away and all that stuff. But you can establish a, a, an objective of helping give back. Um, flexibility, kind of, you know, helping them live their best life. Okay, so I want to talk about the flexibility for a second. So yeah, who doesn't want flexibility? And I'm going to be a naysayer on this a little bit because my experience with Gen Z was, yes, they would be like, I want flexibility, but then they couldn't get their things done or focus because of the too much flexibility that we offered. So I think, yes, flexibility, you need to go to the bank for something important, you need to go to the dentist, flexible, your kid has a thing, flexible, fine. But like this work, any time in the last 24 hours, I mean, do you remember when you were younger yeah. and you had time? And if someone gave you 24 hours in a day, you, you went like, to the 23rd hour and you're like, shit. And you I didn't get anything done. So uh, I think flexibility within parameters is actually best. And I think we're kind of overdoing the flexibility. This is just in my own personal opinion. Because we started having people be like, I need to go get my tattoo <laughs> during work hours. And we're like, no, no, I, you, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, we're flexible. We didn't mean that flexible. We're not like gymnast. Yeah. <laughs> we're, not, yeah we're not that flexible. <laughs> So I'm just saying they'll take it too far if you give them too much flexibility. Um, and then the other thing is like with these values, you're gonna sound like a broken record. You're gonna be like, I'm the most boring manager ever. I just keep talking about these values, but apparently it works. So I'm saying go with it. And, I'd say go with it. And then the other thing that has been helpful with Gen Z for me as I've become smarter is really digging into their personal goals and mission. So I think I've talked about this on the show, but just asking them like, what do you want in life and trying to align the company's goals with their personal goals. But according to the research, Gen Z is more realistic than prior generations. That's so great news. You should be able to level with them. But uh, what they want is someone to listen and get to know them. So this is what you were talking about before. Like people want to be known at work as like individuals. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, we spend a third of our lives there, which is almost cliche, but but the people that you're there with, you're with uh, more often than your family, and just giving yourself an opportunity to get to know them, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's knock-on effects too, which is you don't mind being with them. You don't mind having conversations. You can have more open conversations, which turns into all sorts of efficiencies also. And I would just say, especially with remote team members, when you don't see them out in the world, write down their spouse's name, write down their kid's name, their dog's name, any kind of personal information so you can refer back to it really helps um, make them feel heard. And then the other thing that we see in Gen Z a lot that has been so amazingly helpful in getting great results is showing them a path forward for their career. Has that not been so helpful? Like, hey, if you do well here, in two years, you're gonna go there. So they really want to see personal development is like super important to this generation. Yeah, especially in like a call center. There aren't a lot of people that uh, graduate from college and say, oh, I'm gonna, I wanna be a, a call center agent my whole life. What they wanna do is be able to identify that uh, they don't need to leave the company in order to become a supervisor somewhere else or leave the company and become a manager somewhere else. Letting them see that there are- Pathways. That, that there's pathways that one, demonstrating uh, clearly that the company is growing 
And so that they can have those kinds of real realistic expectations kind of grounds them, puts them on terra firma, firma, terra firma, firm ground. Um, with, with where they are we can going go. to Latin class now, Jerry? Uh, terraforma. No, that's not, not terraforma. That's that was Star Trek or some shit. Where are you going with this? Uh, but uh, and, and we did this at Wistar Group with our maintenance team. We had the uh, that program, the um, program where the young kids worked with Wilfred. What do you call it? Oh, uh, the the. Uh, oh, I can't remember yeah. the name. The apprenticeship, apprenticeship yeah, program yeah. and so we showed them a pathway through the apprenticeship program and oh my gosh transformative for our maintenance team so if you can show these people like a pathway forward where they're going to keep learning and growing as a person and that you care about that that will work and i think just clarity of the expectations you know after being lied to their whole life by authorities if you're just like look man here are the rules we got to live by them like it's capitalism sorry i didn't make it up like what well, we're working within the parameters of a system and you got to perform and just the clarity and the honesty they really appreciate it. and to uh especially if you're working with uh, an emerging employees in an emerging market they don't um inherently they don't trust the bosses so there's also an extra layer of distrust. I mean, that's always been the case. And then with that as the baseline, uh, even for Gen Zers, it's hard. You you have to work extra hard to make sure that they understand, especially here in the United States, I think we do a good job of this, of caring about them. Like you're in it for them as much as they're in it for you. Like your company won't succeed unless you have successful employees. And that is... In Mexico, we did an episode on this on Aplicándose en la Vida, and it's just, it's it's a, an extra hurdle, but it's a really important one. You need to understand that about them because they are not going to give up that belief because it's kind of culturally infused. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you gotta work hard to get past that. And another way to generate that trust that you care about them is transparency. I remember, like we had a town hall with our Mexico team and I gave them some numbers about the business that I guess blew everyone's minds because you're never supposed to share that. Mm. But I think the transparency, like here's where we stand, this is where we're going, these are our goals, hopefully we'll get there, you know, here's the stretch goal, um, creates that kind of trust where they felt like they were on the inner circle, you know, and also- oh, they are. They are in the inner, inner circle and also, I want them to care about numbers in a managerial way because the goal is, even though that their virtual assistants are as capable as anyone else, I want you to become tomorrow's yeah. managers. Like there's no restriction. I'm sitting behind a computer all day. You're sitting behind a computer all day. If you can think like a manager, if you can be strategic, you know, you could do anything at this business. Yeah, which I'm just gonna make a plug for getting rid of that, uh, the, the phrase virtual assistant. They are almost, they are neither virtual. <laughs> they're real people. They're real people. And nor are they, in most cases, even assistants. Like in this day and age, um, the, a virtual assistant was back in the day when you had someone, you know, that was your assistant virtually. But nowadays, there's lawyers, there's accountants, bookkeepers, maintenance technicians. The only difference is that they're sitting somewhere else. They're remote. 
and they are professionals. So get rid of the use of the phrase virtual assistant. We only use it for SEO. Yeah, we use it for <laughs> SEO because everybody says that. It's so dumb. It's, it's well, disrespectful. Not, not that we you have to for SEO purposes, but if you really take a second to think about it, it's, it is kind of a demeaning, it has a demeaning kind of flavor. And I think while it's only semantic, does last it kind of it permeates the well, well i think the problem is that people really think of them as assistants yeah. instead of like a professional teammate that Absolutely. could collaborate with you and be strategic with you and that you can depend on for for high level decision making and when you get that um when, when you are able to engender that higher level managerial thinking in your team you're going to be amazed at what these people in Mexico can do for your business. And they're not gonna be assistants, they're gonna be managers, they're gonna be directors, they have the capability of anyone else to really reach the highest levels of your business if that's what you uh, manage and promote. promote and encourage and mentor them to do. So what are your takeaways for managing and inspiring Gen Z to be as motivated as well? Possible? I mean, the one of the ones I got to work on is the uh, mo the motivation because I do think in our in our in our compensation packages we lean a little heavy on the flexibility, but um, having financial goals, I mean, that makes all the sense. I'm just glad to hear that Gen Z is more inclined to do that as we get, as we move into a time where there's more and more Gen Zs that are coming to the workforce, that's gonna be more important. Millennials, I think the strategy's been worked out great, but now we just have to be ready for um, for next generation. Yeah, and, and what I liked about the research, honestly, it gave me a lot of hope about Gen Z because people have been really negative. And I honestly, I wonder if the negativity is just because like, everyone was depressed after the pandemic mm. and maybe productivity just lagged because of the situation globally we were in for a lot for three freaking years and those were like the first three years that gen z was in the workforce so we labeled them but really it was just a darn pandemic that caused the problem because according to the research super hard workers willing they, they want to be innovative they want to use technology they want to help the business they're going to be people that will you can level with and give them a reality check and they're not going to freak out they could be amazing workforce and we're just are um giving them a hard time that they don't deserve and honestly that's what i've seen from my friends kids who are in the workforce i mean Oh, that's true. They're, all my friends' kids are hard workers. Like yeah. they care. They're doing all the things that you need to do to be successful. They're not as bad as we were. So like they're no. more responsible because we were, we don't even want to talk about the things that you and I did when we were younger. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, but, I do. I, I no, didn't talk we're to not anybody. talking about it. We're not talking yeah. about it. Um, and so, you know, let's maybe... Um, the, the call to action is managers, we have to give the, these people a break, be very clear on the expectations, get to know them as human beings, um, create compensation packages where they can win and get out of debt, and show them a path forward and use technology successfully. If we can do, do those things, I think we can get a lot out of the generation. And they are the new workforce, so we've gotta figure out how to motivate them instead of blaming them for lack of productivity. We've gotta look at ourselves as managers and be like, okay, strategically, how do we make this work? Yeah, step up or retire. <laughs>
(laughs) (laughs) You're going to have to get used to it. Okay. Well, that's a wrap. We'll see you next time on Bootstrappers. If you're struggling to get those big projects done or you're just tired of all the stress that comes with executing new projects for your company, your step-by-step guide to planning and executing leadership projects is waiting for you in the show notes. This free PDF playbook will set your leadership projects up for success. Download the free PDF now. The link is in the show notes.